welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. Hey, Kiki. Hey, Key. How are What's you? Up, girl? How are you? Um, you know, life is really busy lately. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Are you holding back? What you? What's going on? Nope. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So today with us, we have the wonderful ladies of Trash the Checklist podcast. Y'all, this is, so I think I told y'all before, I wasn't a big podcaster before we started this podcast, um, but this has been the first one that I really, really enjoyed partially biased because I know one of the people um but it's really cool like it is definitely an aspect of self-care um so I couldn't wait to have them on so let me introduce you to Tiffany Bird and Yolanda Holloway of Trash the Checklist podcast (sighs) (laughs) hi hello What's up, ladies? Not much. Well, actually, everything, but... <laughs> I was about to say, at a, as, as an educational time of the year, this is a busy time, but we're happy to be here. <laughs> so these ladies are educators, and you're both in Maryland? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so they're not out of school yet, unlike our kids here in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, yeah, our, they're done. Oh, so I'm jealous. Kids, yeah, our educators got a different tone to them. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I hear uh, the, the fatigue and y'all ready to be done. Yeah. Um, hold on, sisters. Hold on. It's almost over. <laughs> All right, Kiki, what did we talk about last week? So last week we talked about, or we ended or not ended, we had a part two of our conversation with Dr. Ebony Blue. We just talked about therapy, um, the ins and outs of it, how to find a therapist, um, cost, resources, you know, just the usual things. And we answered questions from our audience. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please go check it out. Get your questions answered. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Kiki, so um, what did you do to finish out your week? You mean for self-care? Yeah. Um, so the episode before last, I talked about going to a rage room and we went this weekend. So that was a very interesting experience. You never think that throwing things and hitting things would be so therapeutic, but it felt good. My body feels like a train hitter today, but um, <laughs> I feel good. Um, it actually felt like the first time I took kickboxing class and that was a long time ago. And I remember that that's what it felt like this morning when I woke up, but yeah, it was, um, it was at a warehouse. 
They had things for us to throw, like ceramic plates, glasses. They had a windshield in there. That windshield didn't last very long. Um, they had the little, I don't know what you call that, the little dummy that you punch, the boxing thing. Oh. Yeah. They had him in there, and they had another thing that you punch. And microwave, a stove. A Say what? I want to take a bat to a TV. I've seen that a couple times, and that I really want to do that. I saw this um, this guy posted this meme, and then he was like, "I may look like I'm okay, but deep down inside, I want to hit somebody over the head with a bottle." And I'm just like, mm -hmm. "I actually want to try that. I want to try that, and I want to bust a TV with a bat." Well, I'm gonna need you to um, book you an appointment. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't I'm gonna need you to book you an appointment, sis, because that that'll be your um, time to do it. Yeah. You might have to request a TV because I don't know if she had any TVs back there. <laughs> Yeah. But they do have some where you can bring your own stuff. So if somebody want to donate you a TV to, to smash, you know. I say you bring your ex's stuff. Um, you can. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a possibility. It's something for everybody. So, yeah, that's what I did. For, that's what I did for self-care. Um, it was a fun experience. And, yes, I will go back and do it again. Oh. What did you do? <clears throat> um, I was social this weekend mm -hmm. it's probably why I'm tired now but I was social um yeah yeah I went to a Greek party um I went to a going away party I went to a gun show I hung out with you know I hung out with my line sisters so that's what I did yeah all right y'all so we're gonna get into our new segment for the culture this is where we're gonna talk about something that's trending that we are totally obsessed with or maybe irks us or what have you. Um, we're gonna start with you, Tiffany. For the culture, what are you obsessed with? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I have any obsessions. And I usually am the person that gets stuff kind of late, but I did see on social media about this uh, Michael Jordan, Lori Harvey breakup thing. So I didn't read a lot, but I'm interested. I won't say obsessed, but I'm interested, you know, because they kind of had the little power couple thing going on and so. I had to walk two miles this morning because I'm working on my snatch because MBJ <laughs> is single, y'all. So listen, I got to get together with my sliding in DMs. Huh? <laughs> I saw your post that you had made. Right. It's, it's, it's serious right. here. It's, it's serious around here. Mm -hmm. He's single, y'all. He's single. So listen, um, I'm, I'm finna manifest it. And y'all know, mm -hmm, I'm finna. Mm-hmm. Yep. So <laughs> what about you, Yolanda? What are you obsessed with? Um, it comes around every year this time, but June is Black Music Month. And you know I'm a music person. So my obsession right now, I like the um questions that people have about music every month, like your favorite song that not many people know about and stuff like that. So I'm just following along with a couple of people who have those questions of the day about black music post every day so that's where i am in june just getting my music on so very you <laughs> y'all my good sis right here she was um you know we don't like that term band geek but friend played what <laughs> instrument did you play the sax. saxophone she played the saxophone that's actually how i met her because my brother played the sax so they were on the same band at the morgan state university um 
so yeah, she was she was all about that band life, um, and music is her thing. Mm -hmm. However, Aww. we have the same obsession right now because yes, I am totally a music lover too. There is a soundtrack literally playing all the time in my head. I can find a song for it. Um, I love music, and so I'm obsessed with. Um, I believe it's a her that runs the account, but her name is Music Sermon on Instagram. And she's Naima, I believe, on on Twitter. But anyway, so she puts up a prompt every day about something about music. So if y'all are following me at yoga underscore with underscore key um, at, on Instagram, I post daily in my stories, whatever the prompt is. So, yes, that's what I'm obsessed about, too. What about you, Kiki? I'm about to jump on that. Yeah, um, I don't know what I'm obsessed with. Um, you works with. What do you like? What, 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 for the culture? What's up? I mean, y'all already said the Black Music Month, but I just wanted to piggyback off of uh, uh, Yolanda here because she played sax. I played sax for only a year, but I played sax and clarinet when I was in band. So I okay, love woodwinds. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll wins all the way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I love music. All types of music. But, you know, Black music is where it starts. And that's where it's going in, you know? We are the culture. We are the culture. That's it. We are the culture. <laughs> we are the culture, and that is your for the culture. So, let me tell y'all what we finna talk about today, right? <clears throat> As you know, Take Care Sis is a podcast about self-care in real life. And when I learned that my friend, band person, all around <laughs> badass, and sorority sister, um, Yolanda, and her best friend, Tiffany, were doing a podcast about trekking, checking, blah, blah, trashing the checklist, I was intrigued. Um, I, I was intrigued. Uh, so I listened. And that's when I realized that their podcast was actually one of the aspects of self-care. But I'm going to let them explain. So today we are discussing the concept of trashing the checklist as a form of self-care. So let me go on and get started. Tiffany, just so you know, like you're in my left, top left. So I look at you first. Okay. So this is probably why I keep referring to you first, but you know, <laughs> just, just get used to it. So, okay. How did you two ladies meet and become friends? I think uh, our commonality is what you've already stated, the Morgan State University. Um, I actually National treasure. Absolutely. I was actually there a year ahead of Yolanda, but we moved into a um, apartment style um, dorm um, at the same time. And so that is where we initially met. Um, I don't know, had it not been for that move, how many times we would have crossed paths because uh, like you said, she spent a lot of time with the band and I was actually um, a volleyball player at the time. So she, we were practicing in two different areas um, during her time in Harper Tubman. I probably never saw her. She probably never saw me. <laughs> it all goes back to B103. B103. That was our suite, <laughs> B103. Um, and I think uh, Tiff and I got closer as um like things kind of shifted in our lives like i know at one point she um was and she's with her husband now boyfriend in college i remember he had left and was pursuing his basketball career and so she was kind of stuck there with us band people because there were like 
two other band girls in the suite with us. Um, And she kind of started hanging with us more. And then, you know, I also, I started doing track. She did track and we both were throwers on the track team. So we kind of came together around that as well and and started spending more time together. So it was kind of one of those things where it just so happened, like, completely different paths cross and we kind of just stayed on the same path and and our friendship grew from there and when we were about to get out of college we both had the same concern like what the hell are we going to do for a job (laughs) and so you know we let's go look for a job together we go off go to a teacher job fair and get hired on the same day for two different high schools Mm -hmm. and basically the rest they say is history. I remember you guys telling that that particular aspect of the story together on one of your um, episodes and I cracked up because y'all were like, yeah, we finna go make all this money as teachers. <laughs> it felt yes. like a lot then. <laughs> Look, $31,722 a year. We were balling in 2000. Wow. Let me tell you. <laughs> Went down to the penny. <laughs> Family's very excited for us. <laughs> and I never knew how you met Ted, but now I've put two and two together. Got it. That's a, that's a Morgan toss in too. Go yeah. on, throw Morgan into that mix too. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So tell me who Yolanda is. Way before you are a content creator, who is Yolanda? <sighs> before a content creator. I'm, I feel special that you even called me that. Um, <laughs> prior to a content creator, I think I am a country girl that like to play sports, um, semi-tomboy, um, always love music, probably because I hung in my bedroom listening to music all the time because there wasn't much to do there were only two girls in our neighborhood and once we came of age we didn't want to hang out with all the boys um somebody who always has been into like history kind of geeky on that spectrum uh with liking to, to read about historical events knowing when weird stuff in history happened i am somewhat a anthropologist at heart love learning about people and people in their cultures where they come from the history of their cultures so that's who I was before college I was still that person in college you throw in the uh, college athlete you throw in the college band head you throw in English major whatever and I'm still just that easygoing like to laugh like to have a good time always love to dance extra hard um <laughs> kind of extra hard kind of girl who just now is starting to come into her own and define herself um more so from the perspective of being a woman over 40. Yolanda um <clears throat> but more than being a woman over 40 before you sit down and do your podcast like who are you like what what do you have going on everything like there's the work stuff and I always try to not talk about work (laughs) because it is so much of my life and who I am. And that's what I kind of wanted to move away from and start defining myself in other ways. But before we sit down and do the podcast, I am wife, 
I am mother to two teenage daughters. I am school principal. I am oldest sister. I am oldest daughter, child who's kind of responsible for some of those things that have that go on with your parents as they're aging. Because you're so the oldest I'm because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm the oldest daughter, and, and it kind of always falls to the oldest daughter, no matter side. what. <laughs> so all those things are going on before I sit down and start to collaborate with Tiff over what we're going to talk about. I'm I'm slowly becoming a person that's into like what's cool on social media. So leaving Facebook and doing looking at more on IG because IG is for the cool kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> just looking at some of the other trends and topics like foodie, definitely a foodie. I, I can't leave that out because that is who I am. Um, and just, you know, I bring all that with me before we press record on Trash the Checklist podcast. Good. What about you, Tiffany? Who are you before you're a Black girl podcaster? Oh, I think at my core, I'm an athletic, um, studious. That's who I probably would have described myself as as a kid. Um, As she stated, some of our relationships, who we are to other people is similar for me. I'm a mom of two. I'm a wife. Um, It'll be 21 years uh, this July. Um, I am a nurturer. Um, so I'm also the daughter to a mother who is like recently within the past three years or so widowed. Um, so that brings its own level of, um, stress, I guess, to some degree. Um, I'm a director of athletics, uh, over a school district. So, um, that is, you know, who I have become in terms of a career. Um, and I think, um, I I think I'm a loyal friend, a pretty good listener. I think I'm a confidant to many. (laughs) Um, and I would say, um, I have perfectionist tendencies that I, that I fight with every day. Um, the more and more I look at stuff on social media, I might be one of those people who have like some kind of high functioning anxiety or something. <laughs> um, but that <laughs> did you correct my um outline? Just wondering because you know there's <laughs> grammatical errors and whatnot. I did not. I did not. It's it's really about um I guess me. And so as I'm trying to transition um from that um and I, I tell you, London, she laughs at me all the time. I'm like, it's my Virgo tendencies. I'm sorry. So I think that that does something to me a little bit. Um and who I feel like, like I'm. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. And who I feel like I'm becoming, um, I think I am, as I'm moving into this, I guess, midlife part, that sounds weird to say, um, I think I'm really more in, in search of creating the path, as we've often talked about on our podcast, like I think I, I did some things that I thought I was supposed to do. And now I just want to be the author of this part of my story. And I want to do it authentically. And um, that that's really been my focus, self-improvement, self-care. That's me in a nutshell. Okay, so how did you two come up with the concept of trashing the checklist? <laughs> I think I know, but I want to, we need some clarity. This is the, some of the good stuff that came out of having downtime during the uh, COVID shutdown. Um, just thinking about how I could not be so like logical straight lace like I'm I get tired of being an educator sometimes like when I say educator I don't mean like teaching people but being in that role um so I listened to a number of podcasts Tiff actually turned me on the podcast um a few years ago 
and I started listening and really enjoyed the content. And so um, because I am kind of geeky and, and Tiff will openly talk about having perfectionist tendencies. I don't talk about it, but I actually have them. I just tried to deny that I do. <laughs> so I actually signed up for like a, I think a six week mm, podcasting course and learn the ins and outs of like how to set up a podcast platforms to use where to get music how to launch all that kind of stuff I did a course over like a late late April through June or whatever and part of that course was to come up with a title for your podcast and so went back and forth between um 40 AF out here and I don't know how explicit your uh, podcast is but I can say the word Nakia <laughs> well <laughs> it was originally, so go ahead. <laughs> I, we're usually thinking about like 40 as fuck out here um but then we're like okay we still educators so let's tone that down <laughs> so um just thinking about all the things <laughs> that we would be talking about and just kind of throwing it out there and trash the checklist which kind of embodied who we were and who we were trying to be like so much of our lives have been spent just doing what as tiffany said what we thought we were supposed to do um in a time frame in an order i did something out of order i had a baby before i got married but um just checking off things like oh graduated high school check must go to college and i said must go to college check uh find a mate while you're in college, check, uh, settle down, marry children, how all that stuff. And we were just like, where has it gotten us to like, yes, love our families, love, you know, that we have our homes and such, but what does that mean about happiness, being content? And did we really think about ourselves in the process? So that's where the concept of trashing the checklist or to trash the checklist came from and, and tiff was like hey that's a good idea and so we that's what we really went with and for me long before um she even stepped in the part of taking the class like we had had these conversations because there are so many times we're talking to each other and it's like i feel like it's power in the conversation but only the two of us hear it so i'm like i know we aren't the only people that feel this way um i know other people might you know, share these sentiments. And then I'm sure some younger people, like maybe we can help and, you know, kind of do a correct course if we could, you know, get this stuff out, out there. So I'm super proud of her. I know she doesn't really define herself as a creative, but I think this outlet has really um, shown her, her creative abilities. She, she's awesome. I mean, with the writing, with the editing and the stuff that, you know, she does to prepare the show. So I, I've enjoyed, of course, doing everything with her, but um, watching her grow in, in this has been enlightening for me to see. Um, and I think the goal ultimately because we would have been having a conversation about this from now until if it was left up to me to be quite honest <laughs> like I'm over analytical it sounds like a good idea and then when it's time to do it like I'm the person who buy the tickets like do I really want to go to this why buy those tickets so when she's like okay it's time to release this episode I'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait I don't, I don't know if we're ready for that just yet and she was like Tiff I'm like uh -uh. so I would have been on the fence for a very long time but um we knew in some of those conversations you know when you're just talking to each other like it needed to be a conversation that we share outside of just us it's so funny hearing y'all talk about this because i see me and kiki in, the, <laughs> in this conversation um 
yeah i am like you in a lot of ways tiffany like i'd be like wait a minute wait a minute hold on i don't know if we should release that one wait hold on wait edit this part out um yeah but then it's also led me to be hella more creative which i'm grateful for because I, I sometimes get stuck in i know this works for me i get stuck there not really not always willing to step outside the box when it comes to me now i can suggest that for everyone else it'll be like girl you should just you know try something new but me i'd be like but hold on wait 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 me try something new wait a minute um yeah so that's that's funny to me um trashing checklist trashing a checklist or letting go of society's view on how you should live your life is hella freeing um to me it's the ultimate form of self-care um i used to say or it's funny because when i heard your concept and listened to probably like your first episode i was like hmm do i really live in someone else's image and while i don't live a lot in like i don't live to keep up with my friends and i don't live to keep up with probably like i'll say like mainstream just because i don't have a better word but i do live to please my parents um i have learned that about myself and um i love it and hate it because you know i'm their favorite i'm convinced <laughs> um it's not true but um i'm convinced i'm their favorite for that but it's also like been hard because of that but anyway um to be able to live your life on your terms is to me like the ultimate form of self-care but what ultimate advice would you two have for working mothers because kiki and i are not that so like what would you guys have to say about trashing the checklist for like working mothers wow um so much could be said um and, and i think this also plays into before we got to this podcast i had always come up with like these ideas about people needing stronger community it may have been selfish um to some degree but i am a cleveland native so i'm here and i've raised my family here but i don't have any family members like within this state so it's been extremely tough i mean I, and we've spoken you know about that but i'm like you know we need some type of like community group for brown working mothers and then i looked up and i'm like okay i found something about mocha moms but i never like joined anything so to me this was also creating a community for people in doing this podcast so my first piece of advice was like give you it would be give yourself grace like there is no perfect way to do this um and i think when you're talking about societal expectations a lot of things kind of pit people against each other like a lot of working mothers, you know, are processing guilt, like when you're trying to have career aspirations, but you feel like you're also taking time from your family. Um, and so it's like, is the work and stay at home a mother, a better mother, because I'm working, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. Um, so I think you have to confront the fact that you may deal with that and do your best and also really being open and honest. Like it, it caused me to have some real clear conversations with my kids. Like I'm not, not gonna be in a situation with my line of work that I can make it to everything, but let me know the things that are most important to you because I will move things around for that. Um, and then when I'm not physically present, I try to find a way to check in. So I've shared like, if my son is on a bus and it's a game that I don't think I can get to or get to on time, I'm the one sending the message, just the whole pregame pep talk. Like I'm gonna make sure that I stay, you know, connected to you. Um, if somebody else has to you know take you somewhere then i'm going to do the check-in call or when you come home i want you to tell me all about it um so i think it's just make, making sure that you know that there's no one way to do this and i think that's really the whole part about um our our, our podcast in general like 
people will make you believe that you have to do things just a certain way in order to get them right. And I don't think parenting is that way. And I don't think a lot of things are that way. So working moms, give yourself a break. Um, and my last thing, which I haven't done a great job at, but outsource if you need help, like be honest about that. Like if you need to tap into, you know, some, some resources to help, or you even need your family to step up in a way. Cause sometimes I overdo things cause I'm a nurturer. So I do things that other people could do and take on those responsibilities. And then when I'm buried under the weight of it, I'm frustrated and I'm mad and feeling like nobody's helped, but I also haven't asked anybody to help. So. Right. Listen, y'all, don't forget, aunties are here for a reason. <laughs> I might only be available for about four hours, but I am here for four hours. That was for my nephew's mom. <laughs> Yolanda, do you have anything to add? Actually, what Tiff said is, I would say ditto to that. Um, and just simply add that, again, um, something that we're discovering now is check in on you when you're a working mom, like so many times it is about other people, what you're doing for other people, not just like your family, but also again, your job. And a lot of working moms, and I'll speak for us because we are now in jobs that require a lot from us. You go from just being the principal, the director of athletics, the mother, the wife, the this and you never you almost forget who Yolanda is you forget who Tiffany is you forget who you are um as just you and so this is just adding to her idea of you know taking a break to check in with yourself and say what what do I need it's not selfish and I know that's a part of self-care like understanding that self-care is not selfish um and doing things that you used to like to do like I did used to like to sit and read a novel for like four hours uninterrupted you know what I'm saying like it's okay to do that but somehow when you start working and you have children you feel like if you took those hours out somebody was neglected and you didn't do what you were supposed to do um and so as your cup becomes increasingly dry you know you're you're just sitting there trying to figure out how you can do more of a dry cup. So <laughs> we have to fill our own cups sometimes. Um, yes, as working mothers and all that kind of stuff, you got to check in with you. Because I think one of the things we related to and talked about, like it felt like there was like a missing decade or more um, in that time of our life. Like we knew that we were taking care of, we were being responsible, but we weren't really considering boundaries with work we weren't really considering you know if we were taking on too much we weren't really considering um like what did how you start your show like what did you do for yourself this week this month um so looking back on that time it's like okay you know I i'm happy that we have accomplished these things but we really weren't present some parts of our own lives it was it was just a grind and you know we've we've never said to people not to have goals but some of the um, get the bag culture, I think can be somewhat, you know, destructive. I think this idea of I can sleep when I die, it, you know, adds to that, right? Like all that kind of stuff sometimes feeds into, so you're getting the next degree or seeking the next promotion or whatever, because again, that's part of the checklist. And every time you get that, 
that next degree or that next promotion, that next salary hike, which comes with more responsibility usually, yes, you're Lord. losing you're losing out on some time to have for yourself. And so that's that has to be a major consideration. So that's kind of where I am now. Like everybody wants to make more money. Yes. And with inflation and the economy like it is and gas, you definitely want to make more money. But what is the other what's the cost? What's the other cost when you start making that money? And is having a hour and a half commute worth the raise? Um, is missing, you know, every game for your kid worth the different um, job? And sometimes you do take a step back, like you've, you've made it here, you've done this and that. But sometimes as a working mom, you might have to say, I'm good where I am. I'll just learn to be a better steward over what I have now, because what's important to me is being able to take a vacation when I want to take a vacation. So again, that's, that's stuff we're learning now, 22 years after we started working. (laughs) And I'll tell you, as a child is still holding a grudge towards her father for missing her homecoming game in 1993, um, go to the children's games. This is important. My dad is 93 though. 93. Even man says 93 at your dad for missing that homecoming game. It was important to me. <laughs> and he missed it. Well, she's still mad at her mom for not giving her an Easter basket. Easter so. basket. So, I mean, it, it's, it's who I am. It's who I am. <laughs> When's your birthday again? Are you an Aries? Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ted's Aries, right? Tamara, my, my youngest, is an Aries. Yep. That sounds yeah. like something she would say. They, they, it's a thing. It's it's a thing, dang it. I just wanted to um add to you all's um I guess overview of your podcast kind of because I have conversations with my friends all the time about this, about just like stop putting yourself on such a strict timeline. Cause we ain't got time to do all this stuff. Like you said, we just, we don't have time. Give yourself grace. I try to tell them that all the time. And I have numerous conversations with one of my best friends about it. And she is adamant. Like, I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm like, girl, just give yourself some time. You got to take it one day at a time, one step at a time. If things are going to happen, they're going to happen. And they're going to happen in the right time. And I know that a lot of times in this grind culture, we do not let that happen. (laughs) We want it to happen on our time or we're trying to race someone else's clock. Like you say, Nakia, like your parents, you want to try to please them, but we don't have time for all that. We don't. I've also had conversations with my mom and we just kind of, we've trashed the checklist with with several conversations. Like, I don't know if this is going to happen. So um, just be ready. I don't know when I'm going to have kids. I don't know when you're going to be having these grandchildren running around. I don't know. But rushing me right now is not going to (laughs) happen. And that should be applauded because so many of us, and when I say us, I mean women in particular, um, succumb to that pressure. Like, you know, you're 32 and not married and childless and your family's looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. And and that, you know, that has been pervasive in our families, our community, especially like what's wrong with you? 
is is the follow-up to that and so nobody wants to be looked at as what's wrong with you or like there's something Mm -hmm. like abnormal about how you're doing things how you don't want to do things or whatever and then you sit and you actually talk to these folk when you really start to talk to the grown women um and they start kicking knowledge to you like you was trying to set me up and you already knew what this was gonna be like like y'all why didn't y'all tell me ahead of time like what it would be like to be married and to have kids and to be working like all at the same time it's like all they can see is like they want their grandkids right and and what happens to you in the process is like an afterthought and and so much of who we are can be looked at as an afterthought and that's what we're kind of tired of being we're tired of seeing ourselves as the afterthought mm-hmm. in people's or society's timeline or you know list of expectations and i know that there's no ill intent you know when families do it right. but i am i am definitely um adamant about changing the narrative and i think it was in um i'm not sure if it was the final season or the season before that and this and this is us when like felicia rashad was talking to beth and it was like a conversation and talking about like letting go of the visions that you set up for your child's life and accepting like that they have their own dreams and who they become so my daughter knows right now like she was like i've seen you get up you know late at night and make something for daddy and if that's what marriage is i don't know if i want to do that and you don't have to listen listen you don't have to have kids like you don't have to do any of those things so like right now i feel like it's 13 she knows all her choices are accepted like it doesn't matter like you didn't disappoint or upset me like i had a right to choose my path and you have a right to choose yours with my support i'm not going to be side on you at thanksgiving i don't care if i mean i don't i don't do cats that's just me personally so don't come in here with no cat but i mean i come i come visit you but if that's your choice that's your choice and that's not a wrong thing like and and so i feel good about knowing that my kids know they can be whoever they want to be with their mother's support yeah. And I appreciate that um, uh, as a child, because I had to have that conversation with my mom, but I was probably maybe mid thirties when I had this conversation with my mom too. Um, you know, I just kind of had to let her know that like her vision that she had for my life and, or I've always been a very observant child, not nosy, observant, <laughs> um, been very observant. And so, you know, I saw my single mother, like aunts and stuff like that. I saw them struggle so hard. And I was like, I don't want that for my life. Right. I've seen my mom while my mom has been married forever. Um, I saw her pretty much having to do it herself because she was a military wife. Right. Mm -hmm. I did not want those things for myself. And then I looked up and I was 40 and I forgot to have kids. I forgot. (laughs) I, I did. I did. I forgot to have kids. I just looked up and one day I was like, Oh, and now, like, I know this may sound selfish, so the rest of y'all can come from if you want to, but like moving and making the necessary changes that for the parent that I want to be, like it it would be so like my life would literally turn 180. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know that I want that at 40. I'm not um, gonna come for you. I'm gonna applaud you for being absolutely. able to know that about yourself. I mean, and I feel like, like I said, I know that this is you know not intentionally done, but I think sometimes we get fixated on these ceremonies and these, you know, just uh-huh. just certain pieces and aspects of it, but it's not all roses, regardless of whatever path you choose. But you know, I've seen, you know, families, you know, like as soon as somebody is together or you know, gets pregnant, they haven't even been together long, talk about the quality of a relationship. And it's like the next step, the next step 
for everybody should not be married. That is not everybody that gets together and dates should not be married. And so I don't think that that should be, you know, forced on people. So I applaud that you know yourself well enough and you embrace, you know, what your choice is for your life because it is your choice. So I have no judgment. I would never come for you because nope. I think everybody should be able to make those choices. And I think that's what we want people to examine and know that you do have a choice. And if your choice is marriage, that's great. But you don't have to feel like you you failed, you didn't do something right. If you don't have children, like, you know, your, your life wasn't fulfilled. That's not true. Like, that's just not the narrative um, that we should be, you know, given to anybody, I feel. Or that you're going to be lonely and, and all right. this stuff. Because you see that a lot, too, in the social media atmosphere. Like, these women, they not married now. You're going to be mad when you alone <laughs> and by yourself when you're in your 50s or 60s. Well, let's be clear. Uh, we had a guest on our, sh our last episode that talked about 59 being the average age of a widow in the United States. So there's a high chance that even with doing all that, I still might end up alone, you right. know? So, you know, the, the fear tactics associated with, you know, women's, you know, marital status, like that has to just be done with because telling women, um, that, you know, you're going to die alone. Well, I'm just going to be honest. Um, not trying to be funny, but 59, I still got a good 20 to 25 good years left and you'll be in the upper room. So it's just, <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to do this the way that I want to do it. And, and I see some rich terms. aunties IGs out here popping. So they don't look like they, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I always say, Mm -hmm. Have a Mr. Special Friend in the obituary. That's all right. They don't look Mr. like they're sitting at home crocheting. That's all I'm saying. Like, right. Mine is going to be Mr. Um, Michael. <laughs> That's right. Well, you got too. to secure that with Michael B. Jordan, though. Like you, you want that to be um, the the husband you left in bereavement. You need that, that Michael B. Jordan. I don't know. He looks like he's a pain in the ass. So. And he might be. Huh? Yeah. And he might be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just okay with him being my um special friend in the obituary. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that's funny because that's another thing that people look down on. Like, I don't want to be a special friend. But when you think about it, like, do I want to really put up with this man like this? <laughs> or do I just want to keep him at a distance and he just be my special friend? Because all the legal stuff that goes on with marriage as well, like, I don't know if I'm... Mm, that's another conversation for another day. But. <laughs> right. Right. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, the wellness practitioner in me cannot... would be remiss if I didn't say, like, this hustle and grind culture, that's what's causing, especially our Black men, to leave this earth early. Um, so y'all have to learn to take breaks, meditate, um, do anything but just smoke weed and drink as ways to feel better or to mm -hmm. overcome or to whatever. Like y'all gonna have to do better because we outpacing y'all. And I personally would love to, you know, my last days to be sent with somebody's son in the sun, in somebody's beach. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, you know, it is what it is for me. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, you're a director of athletics for a whole entire district. Like she run the district <laughs> athletics, y'all. So mm -hmm. when it has, you know, all the things that, yeah, like she got to hear all the complaints of you all parents with your kids <laughs> in sports. Um, so you're for real girl boss. 
So if you hadn't had been following your checklist in your Mm. 20s, what profession do you think you would have pursued? (laughs) So um, I'm an extremely humble person, but I feel like I really could have done a number of things. Um, But if I had not been so closely prescribed to that checklist, I think I would have ended up in one or two, one or two, one of two places. I always wanted to pursue, um, and I used to get mad every time I saw Pam Oliver come on TV. I should have a grudge against that woman because she did not do it. But (laughs) I wanted to be a sportscaster. And so um, I really had a desire to to do that. But my mother was like, communications, you won't make any money. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. go to college for that. So I never even really pursued it. And then I think when I examine who I am as a person, as odd as it sounds, I really think that I would have been like a strong therapist, psychologist. Like, I think I would have done very well in that field when I, if I would have stopped to examine like what my own strengths are, not just my interests or hobbies. If I'm really looking at like what my strengths are, who I am as a person, I I would have definitely pursued something in that field. Definitely. I see that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's worth mentioning. Like I could probably do a whole podcast episode about it, but like as a first gen um, and a parent pleaser, like I literally went to college and pursued what my parents told me to. Mm -hmm. Well, sort of, sort of. But like, it was always about, well, you ain't gonna make no money doing that. Like, I feel like if my parents had been sitting on a little bit of something, like I would have been the sociologist that I feel I should have been. Um, Because, you know, we as first gen, we didn't have time to waste to go to school to study like, or I didn't like English or, or, you know, something like sociology, I had to go and get a degree that I was going to be able to get some money. Now that didn't exactly happen with me because I am who I am, but yes, that was strongly encouraged. I actually went to school, started off school to pursue, or um, I began school to pursue physical therapy assistant because my mama say it. Mm-hmm. But the, the irony in all of that, and we've kind of talked about it in one of our episodes, like my parents didn't even go to college. So while they were well intended, like right. how can you really say that I can't make money and you all have taken care of me with no college degrees, one, just fine. And you don't really know the value of any of these degrees because you you didn't have, you don't have, have to go one. through this process. Right. So mm-hmm. um, absolutely. But w- well intended, I get it. You know, because at yeah. first it was like, you have to be a pharmacist they make good money i'm like and i suck at chemistry is anybody paying attention to that like <laughs> see how i don't like it. i want me to do all these science things yeah i'm i'm with you girl but yolanda i got another question for you right i know your story a little bit because you know i know you um so i know that you met your hubby um now i recognize that you met him in college but um had you not met him there do you think following your checklist, do you think you would have married and started a family in your 20s? Um, I still think I would have just because there was this thing that I'd always said to myself that I wanted to have kids done. Um, like my whole thing was I want to have kids and have them out of the house and done before retirement age. So I didn't want to be 55 with a three-year-old <laughs> or anything like that. So I probably still <laughs> would have gotten married in my twenties um, because that was, I was already looking at what retirement would look like or whatever. So probably, I mean, probably it may not have been at 26 years old. It may have been at 29 or even into 30, but I knew that that was something that I was already seeing my life down the road 
without children, <laughs> even before like marriage and children. I can't even think of retirement now. I'm starting to, but Girl, that's, I I got, that seems like I far. I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know where it's the shift, if it's cultural, if it's just generational, like I could understand that. But on this side of things, the way these college tuitions and all of that stuff is set up, like, yeah, folks can go ahead and wait because um, what's on the other side of it? Yes, it is, you know, refreshing. I look like by the time I celebrate a 50th birthday, I won't have any minor children like that part sounds great. But I might still be paying for some things that I could have better prepared if I waited a little later, even though they will be adult children. So, I mean, I, I guess. You There's don't have the life time. experience like, to see the other side of that too. So there could definitely have been some some benefits. <laughs> right. I really should have, you know, Tiff and I always say this um, when we're talking to each other, like about that whole, you know, being roommates, getting out, spending some time in your 20s, doing some self-discovery and, and things like that. But we kind of jumped into our 20s and was like, oh, so wonderful. We've purchased homes and we're 23 years old. This is great. <laughs> Having mortgages before you're 25. It's <laughs> awesome. Like we jumped right into that because Tiff always says the whole piece about being responsible, like that's kind of how we live and how we saw ourselves. And so my message to my children, I just told my husband to reinforce this to him yesterday, like be selfish, be selfish as you can be for as long as you can be. Because once it's your time to pour in others, like that doesn't turn off. So. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> a lot of sense. Um, so Yolanda, as a principal, how in the world do you stay sane on the job? Because, you know, we talk about self-care all the time, but how, how do you stay sane while thinking of the safety of your students and your staff? There are lots of, of jokes that happen about, like, serious topics, kind of like the stuff you're not supposed to joke about, but it just gets you through. Um, and I think it's just a matter of, like, I know all the safety stuff, I find my sanity in just like enjoying the fun moments at my job. Like I dance with kids. We listen to music in our cafeteria. Um, we are a social emotional wellness kind of school. So we're often, you know, I tell my teachers to take times out to take, to talk to kids about what they're feeling. So we are like a, a lower pressure kind of school and that helps me out knowing that you know staff and students have some space to ease into their day to ease into classes so that's what keeps me sane and having things that I do when I'm talking to parents that are cursing at me calling me names like you know taking my deep breaths using the term sir or ma'am you know when I'm having the conversation to give myself time to calm down and then just, you know, I think that exercising and stuff are also good forms of like self-care for me to kind of decompress from having to be that person all day, every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I cannot express my gratitude enough for educators, um, especially like teachers in classroom these days. Um, with all this gun control, yada, yada, yada. And I know y'all not supposed to talk about it because it's political and your jobs and whatever. I can, however. Um, and yeah, and I just want to take a moment to express my gratitude to you guys. Um, but like that has to be so scary on a level. I don't know how you guys do it. 
Um, Cause you just never know when someone's gonna pop off and want to use the most vulnerable population as bait. So, or as target practice. So, um, whew, okay, deep breath. Um, yeah. Tiffany, mm -hmm. uh, as director of athletics, to me, the idea of students being able to enter college and keep the rights to their names, being able to brand themselves in college is a financial game changer. Because we all know a lot of our kids are trying to excel at sports to, you know, the, the old running, I don't want to call it a joke, but the running thing is I'm trying to get my parents out the hood, you know, I'm trying to get my family out the hood. So this is a like financial game changer. How do you prepare your kids for the next sports stage on and off the court or field or whatever? wherever this is um definitely a game changer it's also very new that um we do have committees forming to kind of discuss this i will say several states are a lot further ahead than maryland is right now with um you know setting up um what this can or will look like but it's a shift of power and so i'm, I'm concerned i want to make sure that we're educating students um on the ins and outs of it but i also get very concerned about people being predatory too um <laughs> seeing you know the the next marketable kid i think we've already changed youth sports in a way that is somewhat dangerous i mean we're ranking people before they you know barely learn skills i think um people are you know having more like trainers and you know and everybody's not a professional athlete and not intended to be um but the cycle and the system that that could set up with this you know pot of gold looking like it could be at the at the end for any high school student is is what does it very much concerns me so education will definitely um be at the forefront of the approach that we take with our student athletes so they can understand what they what this could mean but also the dangers Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm getting there, y'all. <laughs> She's finna cough, that's what it is. She's trying not to cough. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to clear my throat. <laughs> not working right now, but anyway. Go on the hack, get it out. <laughs> you don't want to hear me hack, trust me. <laughs> you don't want to hear that right now. Oh, <laughs> So Tiffany, how do you and your staff encourage self-care for your student athletes? So what modalities do you incorporate? So like yoga, meditation, Pilates, all of the things. I'll be um, really honest. I don't think we start hearing as much about this until our world stops. When the ability to participate was removed from students, I start hearing more about the mental health of student athletes because something that they had been so accustomed to having as a part of their life was no longer a daily part of their routine. Um, so now I'm seeing when I go to conferences, I'm seeing like the mental health of student athletes, which I think is great. Um, our schools kind of implement these things differently. So we do have some programs that are implementing yoga, um, some visual imagery. Um, but I, I'm just happy that the conversation is there and it's a piece that we're prioritizing because I think so often like people 
we have like an unrealistic expectation sometimes, I think, of students. It's like they're humans, but you know, you can understand why adults need day off. They want to use their vacation leave, but some days kids just don't have it either. And everybody doesn't give them that space to just be human or say you need to tap out. So we're opening up those conversations as well, whether you know you have a, a team safe word, like if it's just not your day, or like doing check-ins, not just talking about the skills, but like, hey, and we work with our positive coaching alliance and saying, where is your fuel tank at? Like, you know, half full, you know, make, make a hand signal, do those things to check in with kids about how they are as people, not just about their skill development. I agree. I've seen kids like my nephew, for example, um, he, he, he's really good at it and he enjoys it, but he literally plays soccer in Maryland year round. Oh, it's a cult. It's a cult key. It's a cult. He goes from high school, um, to travel, to AAU repeat. And I'm just like, do kids not like just go outside anymore? Like, do they not like? I learned the hard way. Um, and with that, I mean, and it's not really a lot of sports are moving to being all year round. So I shouldn't call just soccer a cult, but I had a kid who was a soccer player. And I will always say like at seven, he didn't sign a national letter of intent. Like, what are we doing? Because it is, a, it's, it's cyclical. It's like you have your, you know, your fall season and then it's like some kind of futsal or indoor season. And then you got to travel like stuff in the spring. And I'm like, no, I want him to go play recreational basketball. But it's almost like if you're taking somebody out, you're going to be left behind or you won't be at the same level. And I mean, look, I work in this field, 97% of high school athletes, like it's a terminal experience. Most don't go on to play anyway. That's just the reality of it. But the way like these youth programs operate, you would think that there's this college scholarship at the end for everybody. And that's just not reality. 97%. Wow. That's high considering I know Maryland, like, yeah. And I have a friend, her kid does softball year round and and she's a girl and so you know i kind of politely tried to have this conversation with her i'm just like so friend what does your daughter plan on doing you know post high school because there's what 20 slots on a softball team in college and then after that the olympics like there's like what do women do that want to play softball but her kid literally plays softball year round i'm just like what else are the kids doing? And, and some um, of them will. I mean, like I said, a small percentage will have that opportunity to go on and play. But I would just hope that that's not the bar. Like it's, you know, that or bust because it's going to be a bust for a lot of people. Like a lot of people just won't have that opportunity. So if you feel this is something your kid is passionate about, if you like the benefits of like what they get through teamwork and the discipline, and all of those things, like know what the other benefits are, because the payoff may not be free college for a lot of people. And so- right. I would just say to make sure you're weighing that in. And, you know, there are some major investments in this youth stuff and the family for travel. And that's what I'm saying. It's like organizations have eight to 10 levels of travel. Like, okay, we're just taking trips at, at this point. Like, I mean, and I, I went through this system and I, I still feel that way. Like we're in North Carolina or we're here, but there are so many teams between Maryland and Pennsylvania to play soccer. I mean, in quality teams. So like, you don't have to be involved in that to like better yourself. I'm convinced you don't. Um, but these are set up as money systems too. Like it just, it really has shifted to that. Yeah. My, my aunt and uncle, cause my nephew is actually my cousin, but anyway, my aunt and uncle, like it's like a part-time job between, you know, they got to run my nephew here and there mm -hmm. and every weekend they're gone somewhere. And I'm just like, this is where the selfish part of me, I'm just like, I can't do that. I need, I need to sit down somewhere on the weekend. I can't, I, I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't do it. So you mentioned that you, you know, encourage your staff to take, to do self-care, but like what type of things do you as a principal implement in the school for self-care, whether it be for your students or your teachers? Um, well, if, if we're talking about school-wide, like I said, we do have what's called wellness check-ins and that's um, the first like five to 10 minutes of each class to have the downtime to do what we call like the circle talk where teachers have a topic and students get to talk about it. Um, our counselor is kind of, has free range during the day so that students can come and pop in and talk to her. Uh, throughout the day, we're working on getting a second counselor because we had lost our, uh, our second counselor to the high school because high school's of higher need. Um, but we also do things like I change my faculty meetings. Like I'm not a person to just stand up there to give you information. So one of the things that teachers are always pressed for is time. So we have two faculty meetings a month. I do what's called a more traditional one the first part of the month. And then the second one is generally around giving teachers extra planning time or having that time for committees so that teachers don't have to then stay an extra day to be on a committee for the school and take their time. That's We have chips and snacks and all that kind of stuff all the time. Like we have food year round. Um, we're also doing things like I have a, a monthly kind of fill your bucket thing. That's where students can write uh, positive messages to their teachers, drop them in a bucket, not go and deliver them. Um, I also encourage teachers, if you don't feel well, meaning mentally or whatever, don't come in. That's why you got sick time. I'm not one of those principals that, you know, says you're really letting a team down if you're not in because I know what people are going through. So I'm never going to harass you about your time unless it's, you know, something that's excessive. And I feel like it's a, you know, you're just not fulfilling your job duties, but that's a benefit of having this job is having personal days and sick days and things like that. So I'm not, I'm not running you down about using your time. Um, we also have uh, as a partnership with Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, the different webinars and stuff that teachers can take part in um, that focus on a lot of different areas, whether it's nutrition, whether it's uh, meditation, all kinds of stuff. So there's time for that. We just, I mean, as much as I can do, I like to tell teachers and my staff what's available to you through the school and the school system. Um, because, you know, we also have what's called the um, education, educators assistance program, which is a benefit. You can call and get a therapist, have like five sessions without any kind of charge. So when people hit me with the tears and the breakdowns, I'm like, so here's a card. <laughs> you can call and find someone. I mean, that's how I found my therapist through right. EAP. So um, whatever, whatever resources we have at the school and whatever I can control is kind of, I, I try to offer that to my teachers. Thank you. And did I mention raucous laughter about things we shouldn't be laughing at? Because that is a major part of it, too. <laughs> so, Yolanda, what do you do for self-care? Uh, uh, um, 
I would say exercise. I would say listen to music, um, get back into reading. I do journal not as consistently as I want to, but I do journal. Um, I definitely still here and there do my yoga um, because I feel like it's just different. You know, you just feel different after a little yoga session, stretch up a little tight hamstring so my back's not hurting and whatnot. Um, also, something like called saying no or I can't. Um, still feel a little weird about saying no or I can't, but I do actually use those words sometimes now. So I feel like that is definitely a form of self-care for me. What about you, Tiffany? What do you do for self-care? I'm a work in progress and open to suggestions, but, um, so I'll Well, you know, <laughs> you got two yoga instructors. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'll keep checking you all. Actually, I did a, a little practice with Adrian this morning, but that's because my son has asked me to um, join him in some, some yoga stuff because he has some hamstring issues. So I, I have um, experience that I started doing during the COVID times of doing that a little bit. Um, but I am setting some boundaries. Um, that is one of the first things that I have done. I am like all the things that are like spa treatments. So like facials, massages, absolutely. That's my thing. Absolutely love those. Um, so I do that. And I am giving myself the freedom to outsource when I, when I just don't have it. Like there are some things that I, I don't enjoy doing. Like I want my family to have a clean house, but I don't, I don't really want to do that to be honest. And so if it's a month that things are going bad and I might not tell my husband, but I might call somebody in here to help me out. So if it get done, that's all people need to, you know, to know about, um, because it's just like, yeah, I don't get great joy from that. So if I feel like it's a month that I need help, like, you know, before I would never do it, like, oh, he's going to say we don't have a large home. It makes no sense. But yes, it does. It, it does if that's what I need. So I think that's also in part of listening to myself a little more. Um, I've been very consistent probably for the longest I've ever been since I've been like a working adult um, with my own health practices of like nutrition and, and um, working out cons more consistently. So I'm pretty pleased with that. But then if there are some mornings that I, you know, that clock goes off at 430 and I'm like, mm -mm. like, I just don't have it today. And it's not going to even, you know, I don't even have anything to put or pour into it. I'll lay back down. Like, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll go on a Saturday or I, maybe I can go after work, but just listening to my body. Cause there is a time that like, nothing going according to schedule would have felt like I failed somewhere. And it's like, no, like, it'll be okay. You can rearrange or work through it, but listening to your body is first and foremost. So. You said four o'clock. That's, um, that's still I the, know. We had still, those conversations. Like that's, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. That four thirty five o'clock window. That's where I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> that's still nighttime. <laughs> nighttime. <laughs> Mm -mm. Um, ladies, this has truly, truly, truly been a great conversation. Um, we thank you for your insights because, again, you guys are able to offer our readers something that Kiki and I can't. Um, it's the aspect of a working mom. Um, but more importantly, like you guys um, are, I'm in awe of you both. Um, and then I don't know where you find time to podcast, but uh, God bless you. No, um, we, that's why we have it in like a month. <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it every week. Like people do off. weekly podcasts. We 
definitely take our hats off to you because we're sitting here like, and where will we have time to do this? Like, there's no time and we're not going to stress about it because that's also part of trash the checklist and not stressing yourself out over right. stuff. Like, we just like, well, I guess when we get to it, we'll get to it and hope our people come back and rock with us. So, Yeah, yeah. But y'all, we are so pleased to have brought you these two very special women that we've been so excited to talk to. Thank you so very much to Dr. Yolanda Holloway and Mrs. Tiffany Bird. Y'all check out their podcast, Trash the Checklist. I need one of y'all to give all everywhere we can find y'all. <laughs> are on Buzzsprout. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio, Stitcher and uh apple so in google wherever you can find a podcast for the most part that's where we are cool um social media tiffany she operates that but trash the checklist is on facebook and on instagram and i didn't know until she said it but that's where the cool kids are apparently (laughs) (laughs) tiktok um yeah well we'll get you TikTok, we got we have some work to do then. Yeah, I'm gonna have to enlist my child for that. <laughs> right, you need to enlist a teenager, um, or at least as, you got to enlist one of the Zen G people because they are the best at it. Well, she's faithful. Um, she has it all the way down. I just have to, I have to outsource that. Right, <laughs> right. Outsource it, friend. Outsource it. <laughs> Um, so if you guys want to share uh, your personal uh, social medias, you can. If not, there's no pressure um, since I know that you guys are a podcast um, and boundaries are good. <laughs> I'm like a lurker. I wouldn't have anything to share. I'd be like, this lady never posts. So, <laughs> Yeah, she's the behind the scenes just inboxes me stuff that I need to check out person. I am on IG. I'm uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Yo on ig so i just put random stuff up there or whatever but trust checklist podcast the ig and the facebook um and i'm dr yo on ig i'll be looking cute sometimes on there i'm either cute or sweaty on ig that's mostly true um <laughs> yep kiki do what you do best is <laughs> All right, y'all. So we have come to the part of the program. I don't know why I like saying that, like this is a television program <laughs> <laughs> or a church program. I don't know. It goes either way. Let's Just let you have it. <laughs> so we are telling y'all to share this podcast. That's how we grow this community. Um, share, share, share. We're on Apple, Spotify, all those places, Google, whatever. Yeah, we're on those. Click the share button, share it with your people, share it with your friends, share it in your group chats, share it with the people that you you want to kind of uh, be passive aggressive with. Yeah. You need to listen to this episode. Uh-huh. And <laughs> y'all, excuse me, I'm a little silly. Um, <laughs> but um, share this podcast, social media, all of the things. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at... Take care, sis. Pod, and you can find me at this curvy yogi. That is curvy with an I, not a Y. On um, almost all the social medias, I ain't on TikTok yet, so don't. Yeah, you're not gonna find nothing over there. But <laughs> I'm on everything. And where can they find you, Key? 
I'm me in the club. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you be in the club every week, like, and never go. Um, <laughs> never go. You can find me on Instagram at yoga underscore with underscore key on Instagram, or you can find me on my website at yoga with key, no spaces, no underscores. So it's yoga with key dot space. Um, and you can go there to set up an appointment. Um, my acuity is both, my acuity calendar is both there or um, on my social media. So y'all, um, you know, summer's coming. And like I was mentioning earlier, you know, do kids, do athletes take breaks? Um, and the answer is the summer. So if you and your kid, you want to do some group yoga or you want to bring in some, you know, active recovery for your student athlete, holla at me. Um, just remember, like, I don't do little kids. <laughs> I, I don't do little kids. That is not my um, ministry. So, you know, if your student athlete to say middle school or higher, call me. <laughs> we can do something. Um, I specialize in sports rehab. Um, well, it's one of my specialties, sports rehab. So let me know. Let me know. Because um, it is the summer. Um, so, Kiki, what you finna do this week for self-care, friend? I am looking forward to my appointment to get my eyebrows waxed. And um, to get my back facial, my back exfoliation with my esthetician. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm making a face because I've never heard of that. Um, yeah. Is I this neither until she told me. And I was like, because I was talking to her about like, because I have issues with like acne all oh. over. So um, she was like, yeah, I can do that. I said, okay. So I've been doing that for about probably a year, probably like once a month or once every two months. Depends on, yeah, that just depends on my schedule. But when she presented it to me, I took it, and that's what I'll be doing. Cool. Um, I am going to be enjoying. Um, so moving to my new spot, my new city, and it's restaurant week, y'all. So the foodie in me is fitting to enjoy. Uh, a place or two with restaurant week. Um, restaurant week is probably the best invention ever. Um, cause I get to try fancy little restaurants, um, on the Lolo. Love it. Love it. Um, so restaurant week and, um, I am seeking joy this summer, seeking all the fun things. So I am taking, or me and my friend Kiki, we finna go see one of my favorite comedians. <sighs> Um, that Kiki didn't previously know. But anyway, Joe Coy. We are going to go see Joe Coy next weekend. So I'm pretty excited about that. But um, that's all we got. That's all we got. We finna let y'all go. We didn't um, hope y'all enjoyed the episode. But I gotta go. I need a nap. All right. We'll see y'all. Or we'll talk to y'all next week. I say see every week. You know that? And you never correct me. But we'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs> You expecting me to notice it? Oh, okay, friend. <laughs> All right, friend. All right. Hey, girl, listen. Love you. Take care. I want you to take care, sis. Bye. Bye.